in everybody it's another episode of the dnvr rapids podcast and boy do we have a big one for you <laughs> joined as always by super yaya and downtown Dwayne brown but more important than these two we have from the athletic it's the newsbreaker. it's the man the myth the legend the mustache tommy scoops tom bogart is back welcome back to the show my friend what's going on boys thanks for having me thanks for uh thanks for making the time work i think i got you guys in on the early shift so that's very kind of you thank you way better than our 5 p.m usual start time for me my guy thank oh, you we're running around for that one for sure <laughs> I thought when, when you initially asked me, when you were like, yeah, it's going to be uh, 9.30 our time, 11.30 your time. I was like, are you asking me to be on your podcast at 11.30 at night on Thursday? I was like, you got to be joking, right? Because I didn't even consider the possibility that it would be during the day. I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's great. That's perfect. DVR after dark, baby. Get weird. <laughs> that's when the real jokes come out. <laughs> uh, obviously, a lot going on in Rapids land, a lot going on across the MLS. And if we have time, we might sneak some questions in there. But um, Frazier out. Um Felt like maybe a long time coming, not necessarily because he's a bad coach, but because of just how the season has gone. Um, what was your reaction to that? And maybe, you know, did you can you kind of identify some key points where maybe that was uh, uh, an inevitability after that? Yeah, I mean, just look like the results aren't good enough. This is what it is. And again, like, I, I think it, it's very obvious. And I don't think anybody is just blaming Robin Frazier for, for the state of the team. There's, there's a lot of blame to go around. Um, again, the roster was and luck with injuries and, and, and stagnation in development, both with, you know, established players on the roster and new players acquired and not having kind of another academy kid coming through since, you know, the, the Cole Bassett, Sam Vines era. Again, Bassett's obviously back, but but that's that's not like, you know, Darren Yappy ha has kind of broken through, but you know, not quite right. Like, cause, and, and it's not, not like it's his fault, right thing, but it's a long winded way of saying that like, yeah, there, there's a lot of blame to go around. And again, while the results weren't good enough for Robin Frazier, like it, it, it the, the decision makes sense to move on and start a new chapter. But again, I, I don't think that anybody is looking at this and being like, wow, Robin Frazier sucks as a coach. We just need to, they just need to hire a new coach and that's it. Everything's good. We're they're, they're going to be great. And Robin <laughs> Frazier will never get a job again. Like I think that again, all parties understand that, Hey, like sometimes it runs its course. It didn't work out. And, and I know I'm assuming that Robin's going to be involved in, in um, interviews and, and interest for other head coaching jobs as he should. But, but again, like I think a hundred percent that the Rapids were, were right to make this decision to move on. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I think everyone here, we've said it before, good coaches get fired when they do, you know, when bad seasons happen, right? Mm -hmm. It's it just kind mm -hmm. of, you either retire on top or you are probably getting fired from a job. Um, in terms of the search, Pork specifically mentioned he's not necessarily tied to MLS guys. Um, is that, I mean, where's your head out with the search? Like, what are you seeing, hearing, kind of, what are your thoughts on the search? How narrow is the focus down to MLS? Is it pretty wide open still? Like, what have you heard and what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, and no, I figured this question was coming. And honestly, I, I don't have a I don't have a ton of good insight. Like it's very early in the process. And like you said, like I don't think that Pork Smith and, and the front office are like, all right, we one hundred percent need an MLS experience coach, or you know what, we want to go off the board. We want to bring in somebody new. Like they're not limiting themselves yet. And again, maybe that'll change during the course of interviews and over the course of identifying potential candidates. But like again, it, it's obvious to think of the, the potential names that I'm sure we can get to later of like guys around MLS. But like there's such a wide pool that look, when DC United hired Hernan Lozada, nobody had heard of him around here, right? Like, because he, yeah. you know, he was, uh, he did really, really well in Belgium, but there's so many leagues, there's so many good coaches. So again, they, they could go off the board for sure. And like, again, there's, there's nothing that's indicated to me that they're either married to like, we need MLS experience and, and we need somebody like that, or if they, if they want to go off the board. So again, I'm not sure. One thing I, I do think is that they're going to need 
somebody to be a bit more pragmatic, which I was kind of surprised that Robin Frazier wasn't by the end. Like, you know, this team did so well, particularly in transition in that 2021 season. Um, and it, it seems like that they lost any sort of emphasis to that part of the game. And again, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that coalesce for this season and the last two seasons, quite frankly, could happen. Like Austin Trusty hasn't been replaced because it's very difficult to do that. You know, some, some injuries have happened, you know, Jack Price was, was the most irreplaceable player on this team. And, and Diego Rubio is probably the second most irreplaceable. Johnny Lewis hasn't taken a step forward that we've been talking about for five seasons straight. Kevin oh, Cabral, who. You know, I can't, I'm going to die in the sale. I'm just going to end up sinking on the sale. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to lose. I still think that there's talent there with Kevin Cabral and that Colorado's placing figured out, but he hasn't been an impact uh, addition. Like Darren Yappy, right. like Connor Ronan and Andrew Gutman have been two very good signings. Like that's it right now, right? Like, so I don't know that there's a lot of work to do, but I do think that there is a way to put this group in a better position to succeed because you think of Rubio, Cabral, Lewis, Bassett, uh, Ronan, all these guys, like I think that they do best in transition and, the Rapids seem to de-emphasize any any aspect of that game. Yeah, so I mean, when you're looking at coaching specifically, is it going to be like a very stylistic hire? Is it going to be more of a culture hire? Um, because I think you know, I do think culturally there there is some work to do, but also you have a ton of speed on this roster that hasn't really been utilized. So, you know, obviously the ideal hire would be a blend of the two. But I mean, which mm -hmm. way would you lean on that? Yeah, uh, again, uh, it's it's a cop out to say both, but it really is like I think the culture around the club is good. Like this isn't like you know, say a New England situation or Cincinnati <laughs> when they hired Pat, Cincinnati when they hired Pat Noonan. Like that was part of it. They're like, we're going with somebody from MLS. We're going like Chris Albright's like going with somebody I trust. Like we need to reset this and like we need to do here what we did in Philly. Um, again, with New England, everything going on. Um, you go back when Phil Neville was hired by Miami. Like that was like all right, we need to change the culture. Like that was all part of it too. Like Colorado isn't in that state. So it's probably more important on the other side of things. But but look, like obviously you need to maintain that culture. Culture doesn't just stay forever, right? Like you have to keep at it. So like that'll be part of it. But I don't know. If if it was me, I'd be, you know, part of the interview process would be like, look at the roster we have now. Like what starting there before, you know, new signings and, and the audit of the squad, what you need to do. What would you do with this roster? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like how would you make Kevin Cabral better? And what would you do with Connor Ronan and, and Diego Rubio? All this, like that's i think what i would place more emphasis on but again i'm not running the search so, so i can't tell you for sure quick question from our comments and i think this is a question from all of us because rapids twitter is is expectedly in a dark place with the club um <laughs> which is completely fair so <laughs> it's totally fair my god it's totally fair i feel so bad um, how, and everyone's like why would any coach come here that tends to be like the prevailing comment we see when we talk candidates or or anything like that and i think and I've kind of been leaning the other way where it's like, this is an open MLS job. Like there's, it's a bigger pool than you think. How attractive is this job like among potential candidates? That is absolutely correct. This is one of 29 jobs soon to be one of 30. Like it's not the Atlanta United job, right? Or Inter Miami with Lino Messi, but like there's still a ton of interest. Like I do know that a lot of people have reached out. Like I, I can say that for a fact. And, and this is like, I, I liken it to like FC Dallas when before they hired Nico Estevez, like look at Nico Estevez's resume. He was, he was an assistant for Villarreal. And then he was an assistant with the U S national team, Spanish, like national, like he's got contacts and he could have went to Spain. He, he could have, I'm sure that he would have had, a, uh, you know, a fine chance of getting a job somewhere in Europe or just stay as an assistant under Greg Berhalter on the team. But like, that's a really strong candidate that Dallas got. And I don't think that we'd be sitting here and calling Dallas one of the sexy jobs in MLS or, or anything like that. So look, it's one of 29 jobs. Um, the infrastructure is like, again, take away that, that they don't spend like 
but you look at at the front office like they've proven a track record they've had a plan that they've they've done a lot of things right like i think like they have a, a good structure this isn't walking into like dysfunction right like I, I think that this still is an attractive job one if for no other reason then it's only one of 29 and, and one of 30 or whatever uh but but two because like they do have a lot of like structural pieces in place that make this like you're gonna have the chance to succeed and and, and one you know anecdote that i will add is that coaches look at mls and and look there's been what seven or eight coaches changes this year so it's not like there is no urgency and pressure for results but like people coaches identify mls as like we can like i can build something there like look at robin frazier he had a chance to build what he wanted greg vanny went to the galaxy chance to build again what he wanted like you go on down the line and and that's a selling point so it's like mls just like in general but like if you go to a place like like colorado with a plan and and with a what, vision and again whether it works or not like that that's totally up for debate it hasn't worked the last two years but like uh, like that makes it attractive that that you're walking into some structure so um kind of talking about how attractive the job is the rapids did go acquire a high uh high-end player in navarro and another name out there in Tavares. does that bring any more interest does that show coaching that there's more commitment to the team than most people think there is or is it just kind of yeah. like oh good players yeah, no, that, that that's good. And, and I, I'd take that a little bit further and say, if you're a coach, even if you don't rate Navarro or Tavares, both of them are on loan with a purchase option. So you could even look at it as flexibility and you could look at, or if you really like those players, you could, you come in in your interview and say like, yes, you, we like, if I get the job, I'd be saying that, that we should be picking up the, those purchase options. Um, I'll kick it back to you guys. Cause I'm sure that you've watched more Colorado Rapids than me. Yeah. And I respect the hell out of it. It's difficult when there are, <laughs> if there are any other games on at the same time for, it's difficult for me to talk about something and putting the rabbits on. So you guys tell me what would you do in, in the early days of Navarro and Tavares? Are, are those two players that, that you'd want to see uh, kept on the team? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Tavares, it, it, he plays a style that that isn't on the team, at least from what I've seen. Very physical, uses his body, goes down mm -hmm. on contact, maybe a little too much for my taste. But um, the link up between Gutman, Tavares, Navarro, to me instantly has shown fruit, if not goals, right? Like, <laughs> they haven't scored yet. So that's kind of what's missing. Both <laughs> no goals, no assists since they've been here. But I I mean, I've, I rate them both pretty well from what i've seen probably more tavares and still tbd on navarro i don't know how you guys feel to me it's more like uh, tavares to me brings a style of play that you don't have on this team a little bit more creative cole bassett was, mm -hmm. to, was supposed to be that but he's become more of a winger kind of connector in the midfield instead of the playmaker that they were looking for and with navarro that i think he just brings something that again that's not on the team he has that big size he can be good at um at just getting the ball being a holding nine and I think that's really what the Rapids want to do, especially quick on transition. He's somebody that can get behind the lines. To me, I think that they're the right guys. It's just, again, no goal. So it's kind of hard to say until you have stats and things that can prove yeah. to you that they're actually going to be pieces. Yeah, and I think with Navarro, like, I think you have to decide, the Rapids have to decide early on, like, to go all in on him or not. Because what's going to make him successful is building around him and getting people who can get the ball to him. That's I think he would be oh, scoring fair. goals already if if we had that. But I think we've seen that all season long with Cabral, which I will die on that sinking island with you, Tom. Uh, the guys, climate office. change, man. What, what can we do? Not our fault. Um, but, you know, it, it's we've had challenges getting the ball to that position. Now yep. we have someone that we I think we are all in agreement that we think is very capable. Um and, and we've seen some flashes of, of hotness, right? Um, but we just got to get the ball to him. So 
I think that yeah. commitment has to unfortunately come earlier than later. Yeah. And yeah. Again, so, so I, I, so I think that's fair. I, I would just add that, like, I'm very curious to see what they look like under Chris Little. Cause like, I know that there's going to be some changes and, and again, it's probably going to be, you know, simplifying things and, and trying to give the players, you know, Hey, like you're playing for your own jobs and contracts and stuff like that. And Hey, like, let's put you in the best spot, spots to succeed. Let's simplify the game a little bit. So yeah, I'm curious to see what happens over the next month here. Um, and I think that's like, that's obviously the data points to, all right, like we are going to trigger this purchase option. And then, like you said, that can't be the end of it. That's okay. Like let, we need, we need some more creativity in this team. So yeah, like I'm kind of with you there. Uh, kind of a leading into the, now that we're talking about players, Porgs has indicated that there is going to be some significant turnover and there are like a ton of options on this mm -hmm. team. And like you could run back most of it, or you could pretty much have a new, you know, eight starters, probably like, seven starters like how, how much do you anticipate this roster turning over um and do you see guys like rubio back um potentially yarborough back you know guys like that may be part of the old guard maybe shifting out of this club in the winter yeah so I, I, again it starts at the top end of the roster it starts you know you, you build around the dps right so like so if navarro is staying like i think rubio somebody who could compliment him very well like that that play style like playing as a second type of forward but again that also comes back to the coach, if you, if you bring in a coach that wants to play four three three, I don't know how much that makes sense to to use significant roster um, spots and, and you know uh, budget on a player like Diego Rubio, who's like if, if it's a four three three, there isn't an obvious spot like it's not the best spot for him, right? Like so, it I think all these decisions are contextual. Um, I've been starting to write you know the you know obituary for the season or whatever, and looking forward for for the to the off season, and yeah, like I wrote down in my first draft so far is like they're going to need new answers at seven or eight spots in, in the starting 11. And whether that means seven or eight players from, from the outside, I don't think, but it needs to be again, like, I don't know. I, I think Andrew Gutman and, and Connor Ronan probably right now and, and Keegan Roseberry are probably the, the three names. It's like, yeah, they're definitely going to be back and be starters. Like, like you said, the, the, like I think Diego Rubio is a starting level player in this league, but like, again, will he be back or, or are they going to do flexibility? Like I think Maxu, you know, I, I don't know if it's fair to judge him on, on, everything that's happened this year just because of how contextual center back is like yeah he could he's probably definitely like from everything that i heard about him and know about him from before he came here like that's that's a that's a starting level high caliber level player so yeah like he's probably but like there's still a question mark there because like i don't think that that there are enough definites around this roster so you go down to it and again whether they have question marks again around seven or eight starting spots whether that's you know three of them come from within the, the squad right now or more or less like that's what they need to decide this offseason. Like they they are in a good spot in terms of flexibility. Like I said, with Navarro, with Tavares, with Ruby, with, with these contract options, if they wanted to completely detonate this and just explode and go again, like they can. So kind of looking, talking about roster spots, there's a lot of young talent. The Rapids were kind of praised for having a lot of kids coming through the academy during like Sam Bynes, Cole Bathley. There's been a few stuck in the mud. Like Yappy kind of made first team you were mentioning earlier, but hasn't really produced. You have Ollie LaRoss, who hasn't been able to crack into the first team. And you have Seb Anderson. We're all part of that new generation. Mm. In your opinion, what was the biggest halt to that next level for the Rapids? From them going from the second team to the first team? Kind of like from an outside perspective. Yeah, uh, it's a great question because there's so many things that go into development. And sometimes like the starting point could just be the talent um and again because like robin frazier was a coach who, who gave youth a chance right like that's how sam vines and cole bassett like got their opportunities and, and were able to become regular starters in the team and darren yappy has gotten has gotten his minutes this year as well and you just kind of go down the list they've kind of stalled out like again i think yappy's been encouraging and 
again, it, it'd be unfair to, it, you know, hey, like, you need to score 12 goals this year, 17, 18-year-old kid, like, how, however exactly old he is in, in your first season, like, w- without much creativity around you, right? Like, so, there's, like, that's all part of it, too, but Colorado isn't the deepest area for youth talent. Like, again, everywhere in this country has, has professional-level players. Like, I stand by that. You just need to develop them correctly. But the Rapids have been pretty aggressive at, like, when they traded for Dantu Matore. Like, that was a Red Bulls Academy kid. Like, they, they've done this throughout the years. And, like, the new homegrown territory rules and and, and a little bit, loose, little bit loosening of them uh, should help the Rapids because they're really good in identifying the young talent around the league and scouting that and trying to bring them into the, to the fold. So, like, that's part of the combination. It, it's not just developing kids from within your area and within your academy it's identifying those who who can kind of add to it particularly if you know this isn't southern california this isn't florida this isn't new jersey right like like those are like the talent rich areas that that people at st louis right like these areas the hotbeds of where a lot of a lot of professional players have been produced so for colorado it's always going to be about a balance of the both um and so for this team like it might just be one of those cycles where there weren't a ton of, you know, natural talents that were really coming through or developed. Like, look at Dallas. Like, they haven't, you know, they still have obviously Jesus Ferreira within the first team and Pax and Pomical. Like, these guys are homegrowns. But, like, since Pepe, like, that kind of age group, like, they haven't had another player come through. And, again, that's unfair. Like, Pepe was an $18 million yeah. player or whatever. They sold him to the Wolverine. So, it's like, it's not, uh, it's Augsburg. Sorry, it's not like that's, like, the barometer. But they haven't really been producing more starters over the last, you know, this little period. So like it happens to every area in the country. And, you know, maybe sometimes it was just a lull right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, they obviously Beaudry's in the pipeline, but still years away. Um, so there is kind of light at the end of the prospect tunnel, I guess, but not nothing immediate. That's going right. to kind of game change. And Riso then was one of those guys they traded for too, that just didn't work out. Unfortunately, it hasn't worked out so far. Yeah. I, I, st- I still, I don't know. I'd like to see him again. The, over the next whatever eight ten games whatever's left in the season um or six or eight because like i don't know i don't think that he was being used correctly particularly this year yeah. um i still think that he's a good player but again maybe i'm again maybe i'm just wrong but like <laughs> i'm willing to give him a little bit longer just to see how chris little uses him are there any other guys like that on the roster that you want to see like you know we we're big yeah. bomby guys here like we want bomby yeah. to be playing all the time um you know, and we you have mentioned... a saying that we probably won't say here. <laughs> sure, but, yeah. yeah, but we do have a saying for uh, Moy. Yeah, so. um, <laughs> it, it, you know, you mentioned Ralph. Is there anyone else that you're like, give this guy minutes for eight for eight games? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot of like again, Kevin Gabron <laughs> keeps saying like I think that yep, he's a very talented player. And so <laughs> Cole Cole Bassett, I've like again, like I've been I've been big on him for a while. Like I was shocked that it didn't work out from the Netherlands. Like playing him in a better role, I think it's gonna help a lot for him. Like. I don't know. I like if Danny Leva is going to make it as like a legit like MLS or like that kid has had so much talent. Hey, maybe we see it like moving forward here. And like, so again, there's a lot like, again, it just goes back to one of the other questions. Like they've got question marks at seven or eight starting spots. Like those all need to be like, you need to start gathering more data moving forward to that. So it's like, like again, and I'm I like, I'm looking forward to seeing Andrew Gutman and Connor Ronan kind of in this, <laughs> in like moving forward too. But it's just like, there's so many players that, that you can name that it's just like, yeah, like, oh, I, like, hey, like, let's see if our perception changes on, on them based on a different, you know, system or tactics or philosophies. And, and then, you know, we'll see going into the offseason. I asked this question to these guys in the chat and it on a recent show, and it kind of caught everybody off guard. How many minutes do you think Cabral has this year? A thousand? Just under a thousand. See, that's yeah. what you went high. Wow. Everyone else was guessing like four hundred because he's been so invisible. Basically, has two <laughs> goals, two goals every four hundred and fifty minutes or something like that. 
or one goal every 450 minutes, which is tough. But I agree with you. I think he needs to play a bunch. We were trying to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah, quite totally. a bit. We yeah. were like, well, he hasn't gone minutes. And it, just- it was just kind of surprising. Um, my last question before we get into Dwayne has a question too. Um, obviously, the classic new coach bump or coach fired bump game yeah. is meeting with pure chaos game coming from New England this weekend. Which force is going to be more powerful in terms of who gets the bump after the crazy couple weeks? If we're just talking about numbers, like New England have fired two coaches since the last time they played. So I don't know. That's, that's two versus one. You know what I mean? Who knows? Well, actually, and if you add the assistants in there, like that's a lot. I don't know how you overcome that. That's four at that point, right? <laughs> how do you count that? Yeah. Here I was yeah. Rabbit start firing more people. Man, crazy. Um, so <laughs> related. Um, so Tom, you've been covering this story over on the athletic, um, in a ball of fun. It, let me just tell you how much fun this has been to be around. So it's been, it's been fun to read. God, so. God, it's, it's been, it's been miserable. Let me tell you that, but go on. Everybody worse, baby. So as, as a, you know, as a, as a former, you know, player, how much do you think, um, as as we look towards this weekend's game versus the Rapids, uh, how much do you think this impacts the? I mean, obviously the players have been making strong statements, very strong. Mm. Um, does that affect this game? Is there any advantage in all of the chaos for Rapids fans to be excited and hopeful for a W this weekend? Um, where do you think, I mean, we know on the coach level what's happened, but what do you think about at the players level? The positives for him is, is it's, it's over right now, right? Like said, so like Bruce Arena's future has been resolved. Richie Williams is, is not with the first team anymore. Um, look, things can still change or like around like what, what they, what they plan to do in their coaching search and how immediate they, they want to be or try to be like, so there's still a bunch of question marks, but at least like the kind of most pressing ones, like, okay, like Bruce isn't coming back. Like that's, that's no longer a question. Like, okay, Richie, isn't with the first team anymore. That that's no longer a question, right? Like so, Jeez. I'm sure. And and if I was Clint PA, I'd be doing this. Like I'm sure that the messaging all week is screw the noise, screw everybody else, play for each other, like play for the the, the boys in this locker room. Nothing else matters. Like let's come together, let's galvanize. And I think that that could be pretty powerful. Like if if you were looking to play New England last weekend, would have been a better time, I think, than right now. And like no offense, and like I mean, it's just facts or facts that like they're going to play against the the bottom place team in the league right now. So like that's probably part of it too. Like let's go. Like let let like we no excuses. Like I don't care what's going on. We need to pick up three points, right? Like so let let's galvanize around each other. Let's let's you know screw everything else. Even even the organization, whatever. It's just about this locker room. It's just about the boys that that you go to training with every single day. So that's what I'd be doing. I'm sure that's what Clint PA is doing. Um, he's been around the league a long time. He's been around coaching a long time. He's, he's a smart guy. Like that, that's, that's gotta be the rallying cry. And, and like, that's, that's usually a pretty powerful one. I hate that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I just kept rambling. I could, I could have exited a few times. I was just, like one more point. Um, kind of bringing up the new England, like that coaching vacancy, how much more attractive mm-hmm. is that compared to the Rapids? And do you think that's going to be one of the main competitions when it comes for the Rapids looking for a new head coach? Yeah, New England and Portland. Um, look, I guess it depends on what you want philosophically. Um, but but again, like it, it comes down to like yeah, I'd probably put those in, in a tier above just based on the spend and based on kind of everything out the, the infrastructure and everything. But again, like I don't I don't want to take away from like this job. This is still a good job. Like this is 
you know, and, and again, I could just be wrong. Like somebody could be look, like, look, Porig Smith has, has done a whole lot well with the Rapids. Like I am sure that he could have left at some point, right? Like, but he's still here, right? Like he believes in the project. So, um, and again, looking at other people in the front office that I'm sure it could have left. Like, so may, like, it, it, it doesn't mean that this is like, a, oh my God, just get this job and move on. Like Robin Frazier, like he's, he did a lot for his reputation, I, I think over a couple of years in Colorado. Like I know that he had been waiting for a job, but like uh, waiting for another chance. But whether that came in Colorado, like I, I don't think Colorado was going to be Robin Frazier's only option, right? Like, so it, it's not like, a, oh, okay, like I tried to get New England and I tried to get Portland, fine, like I'll take Colorado. Like this is this is a good job in and of itself. But like, again, if we're being fair and realistic, like New England and Portland probably have the edge. Yeah. Uh, one name we've really liked uh, just among the three of us is um, Hackworth in, in St. Louis. Mm. Is that a name you've heard thrown around? And is maybe there a, a surprise candidate that maybe within the MLS or that is a known quantity that maybe we haven't considered or, or heard in the rumor mill yet? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what, what we have and haven't heard in the rumor mill just because it is early. Sure. And again, like I'm going to blanket this, I think, for for all three of these jobs that are open right now, because. I think that a lot of the same names should be under consideration for all. Like, sure. uh, let's, let's like, again, like Hackwork, I think, I think is a good one. Uh, like um, Phil Neville is one that comes up to me. Gio Savarese. Um, these are just, I guess, coaches that, that have, have just kind of departed. Like you, you think about assistants, like Mark DeSantos is probably going to be up for a new job at some point, you know, after being an assistant for LFC. Ante Razov was almost got the Chicago job before Ezra Hendrickson did. I'm sure Ezra Hendrickson is going to be another name. You know, I'm yeah. sure everybody's going to try to call it Jesse Marsh. I don't know if he'd come back to MLS yet, but like, again, you just think of it that there are a lot of names and like, you know, Caleb Porter, I don't know if he makes a lot of sense for Colorado, but maybe he makes sense for New England. Definitely doesn't for Portland because he's already, he's already done that. Right. But like, you know what I mean? Just kind of going down the list. Like there's a lot of guys that like, it, it, it'd be weird to kind of, I guess, separate, you know, who you want, where, or like, who's like, look angling for what? Like, I think all of these names, should and will be kind of discussed um a couple like offbeat names i've heard like dave vandenberg the the assistant for new england is somebody who i've heard get some head coaching or like hey he could be a head coach one day uh yohan de may in in columbus uh bj callahan with the national team like these are yeah. some of the like i guess air quote like off the radar guys but like the like the you know the not like geo savarese obviously he should be talking every club should be talking to him right sure, like yeah, phil sure. neville i i think so as well right like but so then i was trying to go for like i guess uh, the, the next totally. kind of grouping of names no, callahan made thinking. our list i think that's a really yeah. good call cool. there um scoops man we really appreciate you coming on um you know hopefully hopefully there's some bigger news down the line that maybe yeah. we can get you back in here yeah man i'm sure i'll check in uh in, around when the off season starts cheers boys yeah awesome. if you're ever in colorado man come on by you can come in studio as well it'll be a lot of fun sit right here <laughs> looking forward to it i will squeeze into that tight couch that'll be fun let's go all right see you guys. thank time, you cheers, boys. awesome man that was good what were you guys quick thoughts on that i feel better about the front office than i did me too at the beginning 100%. i'm not gonna lie i like that doesn't take away any of the things i feel but it does give me a little bit more hope because a guy like scoops that's really connected with everybody nationally is really in, in the weeds things this front office can get it right gives me hope that the front office might be able to get it right yeah i feel a lot better about the roster you know having hope moving forward i feel a lot worse about saturday oh 100 <laughs> sure <laughs> sounds like it um all right we're gonna get into the rest of our show um first up let's talk about some of the homies that we got First up, it's Colorado Rapids. Uh, the North Boundary at Dick Sporting Goods Park is the newest addition to Colorado Rapids game day experience. The only field level patio in Denver sports offers space for fans to gather and take in the action from an unparalleled viewpoint right behind the goal. 
Each ticket on the patio at North Boundary includes a drink voucher and gets you access to food trucks and concession options right by your seats. Learn more at coloradorapids.com slash North Boundary. Tickets are available now at coloradorapids.com. We are also brought to you today by who else? The goats, Illegal Pete's. We love them. This episode is brought to you by Illegal Pete's, offering handmade mission-style burritos, bowls, and tacos crafted with reasonably sourced, high-quality ingredients. A full bar and a wide selection of local craft beer at every location keeps the burritos and good times rolling. Stop by for happy hour 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day at all 12 locations. Illegal Pete's, the go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer for 28 years. That might be my lunch move today, honestly. Might be the move. Could be the move. It could be the move. Could I'm going to get peated instead of pitted. Oh! <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, we can just do the all P's. Like, we're the P podcast. We are. Big P guys. Big P guys. <laughs> Gosh. Sure, I don't think like... Mitch thought about that fully until he finally no, I did. I just realized we're on the internet, though. So, oh, sorry. Um, clip that clip my, that. <laughs> I am not in that dossier. Uh, no. Hey, oh. if you're watching on YouTube, you know. <laughs> He's a big double P guy. Um <laughs> uh, man, shout out to Legal Pete's. I don't really have a tip today, I don't think. Um honestly, if Scoops is still listening, go to Legal Pete's if you're ever in Denver. Good job. It's or it's Arizona. A great, Arizona, anywhere yeah. you go, man. Shout out to great, them. Great food. They have some new locations coming down the line. One of them is in a very dope spot. I don't know if they've specifically said where it is, so I won't break the news here. I'm going to guess, and you don't have to answer, and I'm going to say either Rapids or Rocky Stadium. I haven't heard of that. Again, I'm guessing. I don't but know. No, no. Four new brick-and-mortar locations oh, in town. Oh, dope. Um, and they all seem pretty sick. So like Ball Arena. Um, I just want them all inside the stadium. That's all I've ever eaten. I used to deliver. Okay, here's my little tip. It's more of a story. I used to deliver <laughs> burritos. Pete's story of the week. <laughs> I used to. Uh, we used to roll a ton of burritos, take them up to the club level. There was like a little hot grab and go station where you yeah. just b- grab a burrito, buy it, go along your way. Um, and uh, I'm sure if you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a Kentucky basketball fan, big time Kentucky basketball fan. I was checking in at the security checkpoint. Talking to the guy, just kind of shooting the shit like I like to do when I kind of semi, you know, like it's like a work friendly conversation. You don't really know the guy, but you check in, say what's up. And up walks Julius Randle of the Los Angeles Lakers there for the game that night. Kentucky Wildcat legend. And he's like, oh, hey, I'm uh, on the Lakers. Can I can can I just head in? And we're both like, yeah, duh. Like, (laughs) head on in. I That's gave him the go ahead. <laughs> He's big boy. Oh yeah, it was cool. So I got to talk to him for a sec. Uh, and that's my Pete's story of the week. There you go. Um, We're just finding ways for Mitch to be involved with Pete's at any level. <laughs> I mean, I spent almost a decade there. What are you gonna do? Again, gonna I'm, do? I'm all for it. Yeah, like, I, I, I love it. Um, I love that it's become Mitch's brand. A big P guy over here. Big P guy. Okay. Um, man. Okay, we got. Man, Scoops really got in my head there. Yeah, I, don't he know did. If, I don't know if he meant to. Maybe it was a psyop from like Sorry, to make man. us like more positive about the club. But like, I really, I knew it wasn't as much of a disaster as us fans, people that are too in the mud, think. You know what I mean? Like, I had that in my head, and now I'm like, oh yeah, like there are people going to want to come into this job. I, yeah, I always thought it's, I never, I was never like, oh, nobody's gonna want it. I agreed with you on that. 
It's just also like the names that I threw out there were like really high end names that are like, I don't think these guys are going to come regardless, but those are the names that I doubt come over here. Well, it's an important to get an outside view. Yeah, you know, of course. Like Mitch was saying, just being so stuck in the mud uh, in a really rough season, it's, it's good to have that outside perspective that um, <clears throat> maybe we don't need to burn everything to the ground. But things still, I mean, he's also very upfront with things are not great, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, it's fine to still be upset. Um, but maybe there are some roster pieces to build around, you know, hope for the future as well. So eight we'll games left. You know, we kind of talked a little bit about it with scoops about maybe guys getting some minutes. Um, apparently just dropped some fan action this weekend, um, some fan protests. Uh, we can get that into the last second. I think. Sure. We'll yeah. Yeah. When game, we actually talk great. about the game, but I guess it is part of the game. kind of as like a springboard yeah. for the conversation for the rest of the season, which is what we want to talk about right now. Um, I don't know if you want to do this was your segment, so I don't know if you want to do predictions, expectations, guys we want to watch. Like, what do you where, where do you want to go with this to kind of look at this next couple months? Because there's a lot of games to be played. There's not a lot on the line, but there are a lot of individual guys on the line in terms of getting jobs you know, keeping jobs, earning starting spots, maybe locking in options or bonuses or whatever. So, like, wh where do you want to go with this? So, first of all, I kind of want to talk about what you think is going to happen. Not what you want to happen. What you think is actually going to be the outcome for these next two months okay. under a new a new uh, regiment. Not, sure. not really. It's about the same. Yeah, it's about the yeah. same. But a new leader in, in the locker room. <laughs> Dwayne's really tall, and he's just yeah. hitting stuff over yeah. here. Yeah, I have the shortest legs on the planet, and I just... <laughs> I just kicked the table in front of us and it look how made nice me feel it good. It made me feel nice like, a, Dwayne like a, is like, like a tall man. Dwayne is like seven feet tall, guys. Don't believe him. Uh, if you're a seven person, you have your neck breaks a little <laughs> bit. But I think that's what I want to get into first. What do you think sure. will happen? How do you think the rest of the season will play out for this team, for this front office? Um, and the players we like to see. Like, what you know, you In terms of the team, I don't expect crazy results. Like, I don't, I don't think we're going to have six wins in eight games or anything like that i do think just the chaos of soccer we're going to get a couple wins maybe over the last eight we have four out of five at home right now against i mean every team is better than the rapids so you can't say like against poor teams but even teams there are some winnable winnable games right like there's some winnable matches i think there's some guys that are going to play for personal pride i mean i think there's a lot of vets there you know and we've seen some moments this season like i you know i think back to bombi getting mad about that loss and walking off the field without talking to anybody or, or going over and applauding the fans for being there, you know, and I, I, I don't think we're going to have any rock bottom moments like that, but I do think there are vets there that have some personal pride that know that fans are showing up still. They've had really good attendance considering how poor the results have been. So I think there's a guy's going to show up and, and still play hard. Right. Of like, I don't think we're going to get mailed in performances over these last eight. Does that lead to wins? I don't really think so. Right. I just don't know if if it's the collective is good enough, but I do think Rubio is going to go out there and still try and score goals every second he has the ball at his feet. Right. Like Navarro still wants to open up his Rapids account. Right. Man. Like there's just there's a lot of things out there that I'm very interested in watching. Is it going to lead to results? Probably not. Probably not. Dwayne, what about you? You've been quiet over here. Um. <sighs> What I'm watching for is not results. Yeah, how can I you? I don't, I don't, whereas I love, I'm holding on to the Mitch idea of chaos, bringing in three points. Uh, I don't, 
<laughs> I don't actually think we're going to get any more points this season. Zero? Zero. Oh, oh, and eight? Or oh, eight, no? Yeah. What is it? Um, I mean, there's two games that we could possibly get a point out of, maybe. You saw um, this weekend, you think it's a loss? Yeah. Oh, no. I was feeling oh, a little no. hopeful on that. Yeah, he was. And then Scoops oh, destroyed me no. on that one. Thanks, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Scoops, that remember so, that hope you had? It's gone. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> um. So, I, and and honestly, what difference does it make? Like all of those points are not getting us in the playoffs. Nope. So honestly, like who cares? Uh, I don't care. Um, maybe you do. Cool. I don't. Uh, so I'm looking at individuals at this point because I don't know what the roster is going to be next year. We've got a, a new coach coming in. I think there will be plenty of roster moves to come along with that. So some of the things I'm looking at are roster moves that are not going to happen. Players that we know are going to be here. Um, one of those is Marco Illich. Uh, I, you know, the, the play has been, you know, questionable, uh, so far. So, I want to see kind of how the season rolls out, you know, with our goalkeeper situation. Um, does that impact, you know, a Yarby return or not? I don't know. Um, you know, obviously I want to see Navarro, see what he's got. Can, can we figure out a way um, with, you know, our interim coaching staff to come in and figure out a way to start getting the ball to his boot and into the goal? Um, I'm, I'm literally just watching for that to happen. Um, it, it can't be a situation where he's going to have to take the ball and, and run all the way in every time. That's, that's, that's what Messi does. You know, I like Navarro, but he's not Messi. Um, no one else is. So I'm looking for any kind of life in the offense. Basically, it, can I have hope at the end of the season? Can the fans have hope at the end of the season that maybe moving into next season we can score goals. Right now, I don't have any hope in the offense. I just don't. I mean, we've got a whole season so far to back that up. So now that we see a little bit of change, can we start toying with this roster, toying with how who we put in, um, the formations that we run out to really start working on finishing? Um, and it's not just all Navarro. Like, right, there's a lot of guys right. on this squad yeah. – that need to be putting the ball in the net. Uh, and so I, that's what I want to see. And if sure. we can figure that out, then I'll feel a little bit better at the end of the season. It's funny because I did. I want to see what you think is going to be your influence. Like, I want to see goals. Goals! <laughs> what, what, what I think I'm going to see is 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 eight games with that's no it? points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, but the, what the, I'm watching for in all of those losses is can we put some goals together? I don't think it's going to be more goals than the other team. But can we put some together? See, and that's funny because you say that, but I do think that this new coach, this coach change is going to bring less goals, but less goals against you. I don't think you're going to be outscored 3-0, 2-0. I think these are going to be 1-0, 2-1 games. You don't think they're going to score? Like the Rapids might score. I like, like Chris Little, man. No, I do too. And it's nothing against Chris, but it's also like when you've had such a bad season, your mentality is just not there. You're just trying to get through these last eight games. So you're going the opposite of what I was thinking. Yeah, and you I think it's it's time to cash the check. Yeah, send it to me. I'll not be out. as much as cash, as much <laughs> as like they they need a reset. That's just can't happen at the end of the season. It's too hard to reset. Okay, so I believe that. Well, the Rapids are going to go out there. They're going to try really hard. I think goal scoring is not going to come to them still. Sure. But I think their defensive prowess, that's the one thing you can 
really affect with a new coach because it's just about effort. It's about wanting to do it. It's going to be out there and it's going to really change the mentality of the team. So I believe they're going to allow less goals. I really do think they're going to be 1-0 games, 2-1 games. I think they'll score more than they have lately. Yeah. But it's not going to be scoring outputs of two, two, three goals a game. That being said, I do want to see that a little bit more. I want to see Navarro be able to find his spots and yeah. dominate a game in Please. the only way he can. I want Tavares to feel more comfortable in that midfield. And I really, really want Ronan to take that next step as a leader. These next league games are going to show me if Ronan is ready to be that midfield central piece that's going to control it all or not. Because he needs to be that leader, especially with Jack gone and not being able to be here anymore. I think we need Ronan to step up. I want to see Preso. I, I know people hate Preso right now, but I still want to see him out there. Because you can only get better if you play more games. He's been bad. But what's just play him. There's nobody else that can play that position right now. Let's see what he can do. Maybe play him as a double eight instead of a six. And have him drop back. I want to see Bombi out there. I want to see way more of Bombi, and I want to see Seb Anderson. Let's give Keegan a rest, like Keegan's knees and legs. Like, let's get him fresh for next year. Yeah. Let's get him ready. Because you know him and Gaitlin are there next year. Exactly. Like, yeah. we need that kind of – we need to start thinking about next year. Sure. And I really want to see Beaudry be the backup goalkeeper and maybe get a half or a game. Just because, they like – not pulled him up to use, so they've he's got four opportunities. Exactly. Like, Laraz still has – Four opportunities. Well, he only played in the team, open, I think. Oh, you're right. So he can come up. Yeah, whenever. he can come whenever. Remy? Like with Seth Anderson. Remy? Do we want to see Remy? A little bit of twin Whoa. action. Confuse him up up top. <laughs> Who am I with? <laughs> A little parent trap. Yeah, I am into that. I'm super into that. Um, well, let's kind of take this this energy, put it on specifically this New England game because this could be the most chaotic MLS game of the year, potentially, or it could be super boring. Who knows? We're gonna talk about it. But first, we're gonna talk about. Broken tea golf course because we there are the, the vibiest yeah. golf course around. I mean, how can you not be the vibiest golf course around? We have a freaking steal your face logo right there. We love it. We love to see it. We love broken tea. <laughs> it is, they have an award winning practice facility. They have 27 total holes. So you can play 18 and then you can go get a par three on. Like, how fun is that? I love playing a little par three after work, um, grabbing 18 on the weekend with the fellas. Um, it's a great spot to hang out. They have a great restaurant at Wyatt's where you can grab some glizzies at the turn, maybe grab a burger afterwards, um, grab some drinks on the patio, hang out, enjoy the end of Colorado summer. Um, they also have a stock pro, uh, pro shop full of all the good gear that you need to get set up for the summer. Um, I just added a camo golf club to my bag and I'm digging it, but there's all sorts of new gloves coming out. You can get, you can get, swaggier than you ever have had the chance to in golf and it's super fun um they also have an experience teaching professionals with meta golf um they have a charity tournament coming up friday september 22nd prizes supporting bridge house tri-cities homeless action teams effort to open a navigation center that will provide a facility for community members struggling with homelessness to receive temporary shelter connect with services and create a pathway out of homelessness for good so not only do you get to play golf at one of the most fun courses in Denver, you can do it for a good cause on September 22nd. Go to brokenteagolf.com to make tea times and get the latest updates. Use code DNVR10. It's right there below Dwayne, right? Right there. Uh, use code DNVR10 for 10% off any round on their regulation course. We are also brought to you. Man, these guys have been with us through it all, man. Shady Rays. The Shady. They've been there. Well, I got singing on both ends. This is tight. I love it. Uh, Shady Rays. 
take on the sun with gear built to last. Simple as. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by your lost and broken replacements, just like Yaya lost. Yeah, and Enough. I lost them again, I think, but they should be around here somewhere. <laughs> and if away. they're not, don't replace them. Again. Shady Rays has your back. Uh, they will, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact, from building Playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. You can shop the entire collection at their brand new location, Park Meadows Mall. A full stop shop for all things Shady Rays. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code D. N V R about as easy to remember as it gets with a code. No numbers, nothing else. No, you know, no vowels. No footballs back. No vowels. Nothing <laughs> weird. Nothing long. It's no just N V R, and you get fifty percent off when you buy two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. It's a lot. All and, right, and real quick before. We could get any going any further. Don't forget to go thumbs up. Yo, share thumbs this up. video and tell Tom how much you loved him on this show. Yeah, tell him get, to come back. Tell tell Tom, hey man, you're great on the Rapid Show. We'd really appreciate it. And leave a comment and just share this with a Rapids fan. Yeah. Yeah, share yeah. it with a fan. We uh you know. Or a Rapids Casual is fine too. This is yeah, Rapids Casual. Pids curious, maybe. MLS yeah. curious, soccer curious, a little messy curious. We'll pretend we have Messi on the team. They don't know. We're just gonna put <laughs> Messi in the headline for the rest of the season. We'll get a million views. Dion, uh, <laughs> Dion Prime, Dion, uh, Coach, Coach Prime Sanders, and Lionel Messi finally meet at the Rocky Mountain <laughs> Show. <then. laughs> uh, here live for the for the final game of the Rocky Mountain Cup, though. Um, uh, let's talk about this weekend, guys. We kind of mentioned it with scoops, right? But it is, like, Dustin has a really good point. The 20-minute walkout means you can go watch the Rocky Mountain Showdown that starts at 8. That is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, skill buffs, obviously. Um, this is, have two clubs in such weird places met this season? I mean, it's definitely happened before, but like, you have just the wildest news story coming out of New England, and Dwayne touched on that with with scoops earlier. You have fan discontent and and a new interim coach with the Pids. You have a, you had a week off for the Pids. You have four or five at home. Yeah, yeah. What is your expectation for this game? My expectation is just be competitive. I don't need anything else. Just be competitive. That's all I care about because it's. I don't think you're gonna win. New England's too talented. New England is one of the better teams out east. They have a lot of young they got talent. a lot of pieces, man. Like, I just don't I think, think they're, they're going to win. Place. I mean, they're very good. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's what I'm telling you. Like, I just don't think they're going to win. I just want you to be competitive. Make it hard. Maybe a draw. 1-1 one, one draw. Don't make it a 0-0 zero, zero draw anymore. <laughs> just make it a 1-1 one, one draw. Like, 
Like, I think that's what I can expect. I don't expect to win, and that's not because I don't believe in this team, but this team has been through so much already that it's just like... And I think the new coach bump is going to help New England more because they just want to go out there and play and get over whatever's happening in their locker room. Yeah, but don't the Rapids too? Not as much because they liked Frazier. They might have not liked Bruce. I think some probably did. Some probably were over losing. Yeah, they, again, you know, but they liked the person. Reports well, yeah, because Fra- I mean, how could you not like Catherine Frazier? Exactly. He's a nice guy. Like, And that's why, yeah. like, it feels like Arena, Bruce had already lost the squad. They felt like, oh, a, yeah, exactly. So it's like, well, and then they follow that up with Richie. It's, it's, so they like even less. Who double lost the squad? So they want yeah, exactly, like, to go out there and just win. Want to go out there and sure. just get it over, like get back to their like what they're getting paid for. And that's why I think the New England is just going to overpower them. I think that rabbits can make it tough, but that's about it. Oh man, Sh- Matt, our guy, he just asked a pretty good question. <laughs> Anyone care about Mac coming back? I didn't even think about it, honestly. Who? Yeah, who's that? Don't know her. Um, Barely met her. (laughs) Never met her. Um, No, look, um, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if he ever had a big enough impact one way or the other to care enough about him coming back this weekend. Right? Certainly on the list of players I want to watch in New England, he's not really on it. No, not really. I'm more excited for, like, Noel Buck and all those guys. I love Duan Johnson. Exactly. That dude is awesome. That's who I think we're going to be looking out for. I don't think... Mac, I think my I'm gonna be laughing though if he gets locked up by Preso. Yo, Preso has Mac in hell. Oh God, what if we start Preso versus Mac? We might. Like oh. again, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, there's there's your thing to watch for. Be fun. I dig, I fun dig, time. I dig. Um What about you doing? What do you think? Yeah, what are you looking for? Uh I'm not a Mac fan either way. Yeah. Uh he's invisible to me. He was invisible with the Rapids. Yeah, he stinks. Um I mean he's team. He's a pro football player well relative you know, like relative but, obviously uh, you also don't know if he showers so, so he might stink. <laughs> he might stink uh yeah so i'm not i'm not again i'm not watching for new england um they're they're super talented and you know i was really hoping the chaos would kind of blow them up mm-hmm. for us uh to give us you know more of a chance there but i think scoops is right and i think unfortunately this may galvanize them as a player squad you know, front yeah. office coach removed. When you get players pissed and galvanized, that's bad news for the other team. Um, mm. So it's it's not great for the Rapids. That's not Rapids' fault. Um, just things that are happening. So I'm I'm watching solely 100% Rapids. I want to know how we look uh, with Chris uh, running the show. Um, you know, I want to see if there's any offensive changes. See if we if we do get a goal out of this. Um, would be cool. I'm not expecting a floodgate for the rest of the year. You know, like yeah. I, 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 one goal is, is a lot more than what we normally get. <laughs> Which so is none. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah, one goal a game, I would be like, cool. Um, real real quick, this game going forward, quick answer. Key player for the rest of the season in this game. Oh, Navarro, done. Navarro, easy. Uh, I think Gutman's gonna be the key player. Gutman, to me, it's gonna be Maxu. He has to earn yeah. the MVP spot. Yeah, you're right. He is by bi- he is viable. Like you can tam him down. Yeah, but again, you come up. I'm as just a saying, DP, like, yeah, like, yeah, he's possible. But like, yeah, you yeah. need to earn that brand. Absolutely, it's your brand. You're a DP. He's not stuck in that Darlington Nagby Columbus complaining about the rules. Nagby Salary though. Range. Nagby though. <laughs> yeah. Holy, sh- that dude was 
Dak might be one of my favorite players in the league. Still, he was for sure when he was getting U.S. Uh, U.S. minutes for me. But I, I uh, like him. I yeah. just him. Um, okay, I had a question for Scoops, and we'll wrap it on that, and then we'll do predictions because then we got to get out of here. Um, and I, I wish I asked him when we talked to Beta after training last week. He said we were all shocked. We used the word shocked. Used it again. Used another word similar to shocked in another question. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the players were shocked that Frazier got fired? Yes. Why? I, was anyone shocked besides the players? How can you be shocked? I think they're shocked because they, they're they so in the weeds yeah. that they're being told something and they're believing it. Sure. And I think that's why they're shocked. And again, that just goes to a good leader. And I think Frazier was a good leader, but maybe not yeah. the best coach for them. That makes sense. Do you I, believe it? No, I think that was... That was just Beta being a pro? That was Beta being a good dude. Um, Which he is. He is number one good dude uh, level. I, you know, I think he's saying that. I, I would be shocked if they were shocked. Right. There was, a, there was a good question asked. Well, no. He was asked, like, so, like, if, you know, like, you've been through this before. And he goes, have I? And the answer is <laughs> not. And he goes, yeah, you don't really lose coaches when you're winning. So, which was savage, and Beta's the man because he hasn't gone through it before. This is his first midseason coaching change, and that—that's why I think also like I don't—I th- think Beta was shocked. Maybe Beta was shocked because yeah. he's not having right. to deal with it. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm like. But I don't, I don't think, think the rest of the players were. I sure. think Beta was like completely like, "What this happens to things that right, 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 right." Can we have waited for the offseason? Like, like, so close. Can we just like do it a little bit later? Like, um. All right. As we do before every game, we wrap it up with predictions. Yeah, yeah. I will start with you. I'm a believe because I believe. You believe. 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. (laughs) 3-1 loss. Okay. Here. Okay. Here's the thing. What if we get a Navarro brace and it's like minute five, minute 12? You think C38 is going to miss the rest of that game? Yes. That's so crazy. It's a standard. Yeah. Well, I hope. For sure they are. For sure they're going to stick to their guns. I hope they get to see two goals before they walk out. Because they deserve it as much as much or more than anyone, including the players, they deserve it. So I think a Navarro brace, they see one of them. They don't see the other because they'll be at the Rocky Mountain Showdown. And we lose three to two. That's yeah. my prediction. And I'm sticking to it. Five one win. Let's go. Be <laughs> Ray, the internal optimist. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Start the plugs. Follow us on the NB underscore rapids on Twitter. Give us a uh, five-star review wherever you hear this pod because we are audio as well. Uh, right. Don't forget to give this a like and a comment and share wherever you can. And follow us all on Twitter. We'd really appreciate it. Dwayne? Yeah, we'll put the link out to the show. Retweet it and share it with some of your Pits Curious friends. Uh, you know, tag uh, Scoops <laughs> on it curious. so he knows that we love having guests like him on the show. Yeah, get your diehard membership. Um, we just launched Philly this week, so go check out them out. Union Pod is dope, by the way, guys. Go yeah, check Renee that out. Yeah, Renee Washington, shout out to her. Union She's Pod good. is very She good. already had our guy, uh, Parquero from, from yeah. Dupe by the Par- River on there. Philly Parcero. Yeah, Parcero. Well, you know. Yeah, it's different. You know me pronouncing <laughs> things on here. I can't pronounce O'Malley like you can. I'll say that. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm not Irish. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so go check out all their stuff. Check out all of our stuff. Become a diehard member. Get a shirt uh, when you sign up. Get 20% off um, at the... Locker, get 15% off at the bar. 
uh, get tickets to stuff. We have tailgates for the Buffs and Broncos all season. Check those out. Uh, and more important than all of that and how we end every show. Good times or bad, thick or thin, <laughs> up the pits.